Awesome. Hey, I just want to um, just say I'm going to change things up. I didn't prepare uh, it to go this way, but I was just thinking about um, family equals all in and just following up from Pastor Tark. Um, I was just talking to somebody at the back there, and I was just thinking, man, it, this is family. I love that we've come down from West Auckland or from Auckland, and um, I feel like I've just stepped in. I've just met, come back home. This is my family here. And um, so we are excited about being all in. And all in, man, I just look over here, just some changes. <laughs> this is new, seeing Matt and Alicia in a buggy. <laughs> this is family <laughs> right here. And family, just being able to catch up with different people and talk. Um, and I was going to leave this sort of further in my message, but actually um, I'm going to bring it out now. And we're just going to talk about being all in. And a young adult talk, um, asked me probably this couple of days ago, they said, How's, what, what does all in mean for you? And, um, and I kind of had to think about it because I was like, okay, trying to think really spiritual about this. And, um, you know, it's the month of October. And I just thought, you know, to be honest, all in for us, for me and Tim, is a decision that we're sold out for God. Regardless of whether we're newly married or we've been married 50 years or whether we're living in Rotorua or Auckland or West Auckland or South, it doesn't matter where we are in life we have made a decision that we are all in 100% going for God. And so whether one day we'll be parents um, or whether we have this empty nest or we're a career, whatever stage in life we're at, we're 100%. We have made a decision now that we are 100% all in for God. So I'm excited that, um, for, I'm excited for this month of October for what God will do, but I'm just ex- be expectant for your own lives. Be expectant for your own marriage, for your family, be expectant for your business, be expectant for the church. Because if we step up and say, man, God, I'm going to do a fresh surrender, fresh consecration, fresh being all in and everything that we do, God, you're going to turn up in ways that I've never experienced, I've never encountered before. And we just need to trust that that's who God is. We just need to say, man, God, you are true to your word. And so... um. I just love the fact that, I like what Pastor Tark said, it's going to be an adventure and it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be adventure because when you give your life to God, man, crazy things happen. But at the same time, I I can't be, we can't be the same that we are today as in next week. Next week when I turn up on a Sunday, I'm all in God. That means I'm all in for the church. What am I doing to build the house? What am I doing to bring people along? What am I doing in my prayer life? Am I praying to see people? I love the food bank idea. Bring fresh meat because it reaches people. It's a fresh way of doing things. I'm all in, God. Whatever it takes to build the kingdom, I'm all in, God. So I just want to encourage you, get behind that um, because I think God wants to do something fresh in you in our lives. Amen? All right. We're going to, okay. We're going to get started. So huge honor for us to be here. Um, it is really, I'm still buzzing out. I'm sitting there going, oh, man, that's just, that's just different. Um, and, and it's awesome as well. We, Me and Tim actually do feel like we are family. It feels like we're not Church Unlimited West. Any, any church that we go to, any campus, we're walking into family. And so this morning is so good to catch up with some people. Oh, look, look, he's got a <laughs> Thanks, Morris. <laughs> um, so we feel, yeah, just a huge honor to be here this morning. So thank you for having us. I want to encourage you this morning, whatever, this message is pretty loaded, just a heads up, pretty loaded. But God wants to say something to you this morning. 
whatever it is, whatever part of the message, or whether you've already had a fresh encounter with God, because that worship was amazing. This morning I was praying and I was sort of looking outside our hotel room and I said, man, God, would heaven come to this place? And if you didn't feel it already, I just like, oh man, that was so good. Presence of God turning up. And I said, man, God, you need to speak this morning. So I want to encourage you, open your heart, lean into the word, God, what are you saying for me personally? What are you saying for my life? Because God is always speaking. So anyway, let's get underway. If you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. If you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. And uh, this is the story of my life. Matt would know that. No, this is the story of my life when me and Tim go away on holiday. Right? So don't nod too much, honey. So when we get some time away and we manage to like run away and have a weekend, even like this weekend... The norms is before we run away, it's just like, man, I'm packing my bag. Oh, no, actually, we're just sitting there relaxing. And then Tim's shot off, and I'm like, where's this guy? And he, I can hear him in the room pulling out stuff, bags and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, honey, what are you doing? And he's just, he pop, pipes, you know, pops his head out, and he's like, I'm packing. I'm getting my stuff ready. And I'm like, buddy, that's not till tomorrow. We can pack tomorrow. Don't worry about it. I'm a fast packer. And his response to me is, honey, scouts are always prepared. Scouts are always prepared. Okay, so, so Tim comes from a family of scouts, and uh, camping and adventure is his thing. And my response to him is, do I look like a scout? I am Samoan. And Tim's like, yeah, yeah. In fact, his mom still does scouts, and she goes to Cubs, and every weekend she goes, oh, it's just foreign, foreign camping and that's as far into anyway so when we're getting the night before or actually the day we're leaving I am like super fast I'm just like running throw everything chuck it in my bag zip it up and I'm like I'm ready I walk out really proud and he's like okay so he'll go pack and he comes out and he goes I'm ready I come out with one bag he comes out with two bags and I'm just like firstly I'm the woman you're the man I'm supposed to have more bags no he has two bags I come out with one bag, and I'm just like, oh. anyway, we're going to the car, and I'm complaining all the way, and I'm just like, oh, you need to pack like me, I'm a missionary, you know, just one, one bag, and he's just like, his, he looks over, and he's like, honey, it's better to be prepared, right? So anyway, we go away on holiday or that weekend, and I find out day one, it's going awesome, you know, loving it, oh, holiday. Day two, I'm like, ooh open my bag, trying to look for my shorts because I've got to go for a run, you see, so I'm athletic. Not really, not really. So I'm looking for my shorts and I'm like, oh, oh, honey, um, did you um, pack, my, pack my shorts by any chance? And he's just like, um, and then what I'm trying to say is that I didn't pack enough clothes. I packed the wrong clothes. Um, or I'm actually looking at his shorts, like eyeing them up, you know, could I, could I wear your shorts? Um, and with a smile on his face, and he has that line that every husband or every wife wants to say to, be, to each other, he's like, see, honey, I told you. Right? I told you. It's better to be prepared. So let's just say I didn't end up wearing Tim's clothes, but we did go to the shopping mall to buy more clothes for me. So I probably won that one anyway. Right? <laughs> so when you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. Okay, so I don't know about you, but I'm a person that's always assessing, always looking at things, 
you know, what can be done better, um, what's not working, and that's, that's my own personal life, that's all my job, or that's my relationship with God, or it's my home life. I'm always looking, I'm always assessing, and I almost end up in the same place. I get to a point where I realize that the quality of my life or my successes or achievements can look a whole heap different if I did more of one thing, more of one thing, and that's just to prepare. So if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. And the title of my message is Prepare. Title of my, <laughs> title of my message is Prepare. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you that your presence is in this place. Holy Spirit, I know that you want to speak today to every single person that's in this room. So God, I pray, prepare our hearts to hear you. Lord, help us to have the grace to lean in, God, to press in, to hear your voice for our lives, for us personally, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, that you would, God, as we hear you, we would do something about that. Not just hear and sit and go, that was a great message or that was a great Sunday, but God, to hear you speak. Lord, to press into you and say, man, God, help me to do what you've asked me to do. In Jesus' name, amen. So before we get underway, we need, to, um, we need to understand why do we need to prepare in life? Why do we need to prepare in life? And preparation is part of our everyday life, right? We're always preparing, every day or day. So whether we're getting ready for work, right? How many of us are working? All of us are working for the kingdom of God. All of us are working. So, and we're thinking, man, my work schedule, I've got some busy meetings ahead. I need to prepare for those work meetings, right? Or if you're to your home front, you're like, oh, I've got that family dinner coming up. Firstly, family dinners are crazy, right? If you come from, I have 14 in my family, my brothers and sisters. Organizing a family dinner is, we own, we take up an entire restaurant, just my own family. Right, so we need to get not only know what we're having for dinner, we need to send the invites so we don't offend people who don't who miss out. We need to know who's bringing what, right? So preparing for family dinners. Or maybe you're a parent and can you remember when you were expecting a child? Yeah, 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 some of us. Those of us who have had kids, right? Not me, but to say. Um, you can remember all the things that you needed to prepare for this new addition for your family. Let's look at the end. In Proverbs 6, 6, 8, it says, Consider her ways and be wise. Without having a chief, an officer, or a ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. Ephesians 2, 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So whether it's big or small, if we prepare and we prepare well, we find things go better, things go according to plan, and we achieve more and we find greater success if we prepare. So this morning I want to look at one of my favorite people in the Bible, and that's Joshua. And I love Joshua because he's, got, he's an action man. He's, a, he's, got, he's tenacious. He goes after what he wants. And so we're going to go, if you've got your Bibles, Joshua 1.10. Joshua 1.10. And it says, Then Joshua commanded um, the officers of the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourself. For within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. 
So we're looking at how Joshua led the Israelites into the promised land. So I don't know about you, but if you are um, the task of possessing new land or conquering new territory or doing something out of the ordinary, I think requires some sort of planning and preparation. So I think that Joshua was thinking, either I can wing this and I'm going to take all these people across the Jordan and we'll just either sink or we're going to drown, or he's going to prepare himself the right way how to cross the Jordan. And it's the same challenge for you this morning. We can either let life come and go and see another year turnover, a bit like our age, or we can prepare or position ourselves for a new year in 2019 to see God's fingerprint and hand um, the breath of God over everything we do. So we can let life just come and go and we're just like, oh, it's all good, it's another year rolling over. Or we can prepare ourselves and position ourselves in a place where God can breathe on our lives. So as Joshua prepares the Israelites, he does it in three ways. Just from this little passage, he does it in three ways. He prepares for change, Joshua prepares for battles, and he prepares for victories. Okay, so remember, Joshua is leading the Israelites to cross over. So let's talk about change. So Joshua, right, was a... He was just one of the crowd. He was one of the guys that was following Moses. And all of a sudden, he finds himself to become the man of the moment. So he's now the leader of the Israelites. And he's actually going to begin to lead people. Not He's going to lead them out from a place of comfort, a place of familiarity, a place of security. And God says, you are to go to the promised land, to a place that they've never been before, a place that um, was unfamiliar. So it's not an easy task. But I love the Bible. The Bible is full of people exactly like you and me. Right? Joshua is no different from us in how he faced change. Joshua would have felt scared. I don't know, leading millions of people across the Jordan. Would have felt scared, apprehensive, unsure. But being the man that he was, I think Joshua was a little bit excited about the possibilities that he could do. So, for the longest time, um, and I think I might have shared this, I was single for the longest, longest, longest time. Alicia would know. Everyone kept going, how's Emmy getting married? How's, does anyone like, my mum's favourite one, does anybody like you, Helen? Anybody? And I used to like, mum, being married or finding a partner is not like, maybe in the island culture it was. They're like, oh, you're still single, you're still single. But the thing is, is that I loved my single life. I had a blast. I traveled the world. I was passionate about the house of God. I was serving God. I was earning good money. Um, And I would be lying to you if I, every now and again, I didn't say, oh, it'd be quite cute to have a guy next to me. We'd go to birthday parties. I went to every birthday party, every 21st, every 16th, 18th birthday. And I was just like, oh, it's just getting a little bit tired going by yourself, God. I'd really like somebody next to me. Anyway, my single life was amazing. Don't get me wrong, honey. It was amazing. until So by the time I met Tim, I was ready to settle down. And I was like, I'm prepared. I'm ready to settle down, have this, uh, this, this amazing life with this am- amazing husband. <laughs> but <laughs> here's the things that I wasn't prepared for in the season of change. 
I kind of had to understand that I wasn't, uh, people kept, well, actually, maybe my family or maybe Tim kept saying, you know, you're not single anymore, eh? And I'm like, what? <laughs> Even though we were married, I was like, okay. I had to remember that I wasn't single, so I couldn't just plan anything that I wanted, right? I had to get used to um, going from managing my own money and spending it on what I wanted to, to what do you mean I have an allowance? What, what does that mean? Or coming to terms, and I had an interesting conversation at the back there, coming to terms that I actually am not the real boss. Does anyone know what I'm, husbands are? <laughs> so actually, I, I, I found that a little bit hard. However, we needed to prepare for marriage, and so we, obviously we had pre-marriage counselling, and uh, just we're still getting counselling. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, that's true. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, that's a big laugh. <laughs> no, but we had to prepare for marriage by getting pre-marriage counselling. But actually, we still do get people, we still do talk to actually older couples and just say, man, how do you do marriage and how do you... But I wasn't prepared for some of those changes that were, were about to happen or that were happening. So while we can anticipate change, um, change that's coming up and sometimes embracing those change might take a little bit of time and while some of us think the idea of change is good for us actually changing is tough so my question this morning to you is what are some of the changes that you're facing is there being a change in your family situation maybe you've become new parents like Matt and Alicia and their life has changed dramatically or maybe you're on the other side of the coin you're facing the empty nest. Your kids are all grown up. They've left home. Um, so what do you do with this new change? And I talk to a lot of older um, parents, actually, who I love talking to. And uh, a lot of them struggle with this, man, my, my kids have grown up and they've all left. And we're not quite sure what we do with life because they've parented all their life. Or maybe, I don't know if anyone's new here, kind of moved to Rotorua. Um, for whatever reason, and you're wanting a fresh start, but actually you're feeling apprehensive and you're just um, anxious about how to handle this new change. Or maybe you've had a change in jobs and it's changed your financial situation and it's left you uneasy. Whatever those changes are, we can be ready for some change and other changes we don't fully understand. But know that whatever change is ahead of you, be encouraged that Josh, uh, God says to you, Joshua 1.5, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you, and I will never leave you nor forsake you. You see, the key to Joshua preparing for change in his life was found in Joshua 1.8. Joshua handled change with the word of God. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it on it day and night, and you shall may observe to do according to all that is written. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. We can't see what's ahead, but God can see what's around the corner. God is always wanting the very best for your life. And he's going to move you and he's going to shift you and he's going to change you in order to position you for what he has for you. So we can talk to people and get counsel and I think that that's important. Or we can go to the word of God ourselves and hear God speak to us personally. So Joshua prepared for change by being in God's word. 
I don't know what change you are facing or whether you're, the new year is coming and there is something changing. I know for myself this morning, I was just thinking about change and I was like, man, God, I, I know change is around the corner for me. And I remember just thinking, God just said, and what did Joshua do? And I was like, yes, I'm preaching my own message to myself. It's the word of God that's going to help prepare for the new change in our lives. So Joshua prepares for change. Secondly, Joshua prepares for battle. So while Joshua fought a lot of battles, uh, physical battles, I'm, I'm going to say that perhaps some of Joshua's battles, some of his biggest battles he faced was in his mind. Often people think, oh, you face battles, it's all, we're going to slog it out, it's going to be tough. Actually, sometimes the battles we face are actually in our minds. And there's this quote from Ezra Taft Benson. It says, sometimes the greatest battles we face are in the silent chambers of our souls. So in our minds, we fight battles of fear. In our minds, we fight battles of insecurity. In our minds, we fight battles of uncertainty. We fight battles of not being good enough. But here's what we learn from the life of Joshua, is that to prepare him for battles, God gave him Moses. To prepare for battle, God doesn't require Joshua to do it by himself. God says, man, I've given you Moses. Learn from Moses. Hang out with Moses. Watch Moses. Study Moses. Talk to Moses. And I think a lot of the time uh, we face our battles and we think we're facing it alone. But actually we need to, we need to just like open our eyes and look at the people around us. Some of the greatest people that you will have in your life are in this room. Some of the greatest people that are going to help you through the battles that you will face are in church or in life group. Joshua had Moses. And Joshua developed a greater faith in God by watching Moses. And in Exodus 33, verse 11, it says, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one would speak to his friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Joshua, Joshua understood that his, to prepare for battles ahead, he didn't have to fight it alone. I'm going to challenge you this morning. If if you're walking life by yourself, you need to get connected. God didn't call us to be silos. God didn't call us to do life on our own, just to come and do a Sunday and go. God calls you to be connected. God calls us to be family. That means family help. I don't know about your family. My family are a bit cray-cray, a bit crazy. And it is mayhem in our house. But there's love, there's support, there's there's um, generosity, all of those things that come with a family, the same as with the house of God. So my challenge to you is, what are we doing to build the house of God? What are we doing to stay connected into the house of God? Because God requires every single one of us to build his house. God requires every single one of us to do our part. None of us sit in the house of God and do nothing. I know that I know there are plenty of times in my family when I didn't do the dishes, when I didn't do my share of cleaning the house. Everyone's like, uh, how, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. No. God calls us to be, when we're in a family, we're connected. I want to challenge you. 
We do our part. We learn. I learned everything because I've got amazing parents, amazing older brothers and sisters, and I learn off their lives. But we need to understand that when we face battles, we don't do it by ourselves. We're connected into a family. So Joshua prepares for battle with those around him, but Joshua also prepares for battle by sending two spies, and he says to them, go view the land, especially in Jericho. Go view the land, especially in Jericho. And to prepare for battle, church, we must go. Imagine saying, yep, I'm, I'm training, I'm going to war, and then year after year we just sit and we do the same thing, we don't go. Here's what I want to say. The enemy will try and hold you into a place and power of comfort. A place of, um, will try and paralyze you to sit still, to not go, to never launch out, to never take a step of faith. The enemy's just like, yeah, I've called you to do great things. I've called you to take the city. I've called you to be a thriving church. Um, but don't go outside the four walls. Don't take your faith into your workplace. Don't share your faith with your family. Don't invite anybody. No, our battles, God doesn't just give us people. God also tells us that we must go. We must go. If the enemy is saying to you this, saying to you, oh no, don't, you can't do that, then you're like, no, I can do that. If the enemy is telling you, oh, no, you're not going to get that pay or that promotion this year, you shouldn't go for that. No, no, you should go for that. That's what God has for you. If the enemy is trying to sell you, you'll, you'll never reach those goals in your life. No, no, you need to do those things. You need to go after those goals because that's what God's called you. God didn't call you to just to go to have battle and be trained in it and sit. No, God's called you to go. Go after the things that he has for you. See, in Joshua 3.15, and I think the verse is going to come up, it says, The feet of the priests who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water. And verse 16, that the waters which were coming down upstream stood still. What a powerful picture of somebody who goes and takes a step of faith. A powerful picture of somebody who steps in. You see, God had the promised land for them. And they were standing on the other side of the bank. And Joshua and God says, Joshua, that land is yours. But in order to do that, they had to take a step of faith. They had to go. They couldn't stand or, or they would have been standing on the bank for the rest of their lives going, that's the promised land. That's everything that God has for us. That's the goodness of God. Those are the miracles that are for us. But we haven't yet touched that because we haven't gone. God gives us people, but God requires in our battles to go. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying to um, uh, go without making, you know, seek, you know, some obviously big, important decisions. Have counsel, have wisdom around that. But if the enemy is telling you you shouldn't go, you, should, you can't do that, who do you think you are? Then you need to hear the word of God. And I honestly feel that. 2 Timothy 1.7, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And as you go in your battles, Psalms 23, 5 says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Church, we must go in our battles. We don't go at, go at it alone. We go with people, but we must go. So Joshua prepares for change with the word of God. 
God prepares for battle with those around him and by going. And finally, Joshua prepares for, for victories. Believe it or not, victories are a part of our lives. They're a huge part of our lives. But we can prepare for those victories. You can prepare for victories. And here's just simply three ways. One, Joshua was simply obedient to God. Simply obedient to God. Obedience is better than sacrifice. If God's asked you to do it, do it. If God's called you to do it, he's called you to do it, do it. Joshua simply obeyed God. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not onto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. So one, preparing for victory is through obedience. Secondly, prepare for victory is one step at a time. I think a lot of us think, oh, I've, in order to get that victory, I'm just, I've got to overcome all of that. No, sometimes your victory is just one step at a time. Take your wins. I always say to my youth team, that's a win. That's a win. Celebrate your wins. It's small, but still, we're still taking ground. We're still moving forward. That's a win. You've got to see. You've got to train your eye to see good. That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting closer. And I reckon that the, the Israelites, for them, one step across that Jordan River, I'm getting to my promised land. It's too hard for us to stand on one side of the bank and say, oh, yep, that's the victory, that's the promise of God, that's the promised land for us, but we don't do anything about it. He pre Joshua prepared for victory. by simply taking one step at a time. I, um, because I work with young people, lots of them are students, and honestly, from when they start their degree, their first year, every assessment that they complete, I'm like, that's a win. You're almost there. You can see, year two, I'm like, you're halfway there. I'm like the biggest cheerleader for these kids. You're halfway there, oh my goodness their third and final year. Oh my goodness, I see the finish line. Oh my, can you see the finish line? And the kids are like, yeah, yeah, I can see the finish line. Get that assignment in there. <laughs> Work hard, study hard. Every step you take is a victory, is preparing for that victory. Thirdly, as Joshua sent the priest ahead who carried the Ark of the Covenant. So obviously when they were going to go um, after Jericho, what did, what did Joshua do? Joshua sent the musicians, sent the worshippers ahead. And I reckon Joshua prepared for a victory by just saying, man, I'm going to send my praise ahead. I'm going to send my worship ahead, God. I haven't yet got the victory, but I'm going to thank you for it. I'm going to worship you for it. Church, we too need to send our praise ahead. We too, there's power in thanksgiving. There's power in praise. There's power to be able to sit here and go, I haven't got my promised land yet. I haven't got those things that you've promised me yet, God. Yet. I haven't got it yet. But I'm going to thank you for it now. I'm going to thank you for the year that's ahead. I'm going to thank you, God, for my family. They're going to get saved. I'm going to thank you, God. I don't have a job, but I know that you're going to provide. God, I'm going to thank you for the finances that I need for my family. I may, not, I may be lacking at the moment, but God, I'm going to praise you for that. You're going to give me the right job at the right time, at the right place, with the right pay. 
Joshua prepared for victory because he sent his praise ahead. He sent his praise ahead. The reason why the wall of Jericho came down, because they went ahead and the worshipers began to worship, began to praise God. Man, thank you for the victory. And the walls came tumbling down. There is power in thanksgiving. You want to prepare for victories that are, that are yours? Because victories are promised by God. Because he is victory. He already did it on the cross. All we need to do is begin to walk in it and say, man, God, that is mine. Thank you. That job is mine. That provision is mine. That blessing is mine. Salvation is mine, God. The city is mine, God. Thank you. That high school will be mine, God. Thank you. My grandchildren, my family are going to be blessed and prosperous because you said so, God. So I thank you. I praise you for it. There's this quote that says, it's not happy people who are thankful. It's thankful people who are happy. When we send our praise ahead, we prepare for our victories. And we remember that our victory comes from God. It's Him that fights our battles. Just as we close, Joshua led the Israelites into the promised land. Joshua prepares for change. He prepares for battle. And he prepares for victories. And we can't see what's around the corner, but one thing's for sure is that if we fail to prepare, we prepare to fail. I want to encourage you that as we prepare for change for the coming year, for the battles that you will face, whether it's big or small, as you prepare for those victories, be encouraged that the Word of God leads and directs us. As we go with other people and as we as we go because God's called us, despite our fears of insecurity, despite our, our um, that despite sort of the challenges and battles that we face in our mind, miracles will flow as soon as you go, as soon as you take that step. Miracles will begin to flow just like it happened in the Jordan. And as we thank God for those victories, taking small steps of faith and obedience, God's promises for you are yes and amen this morning, church. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous because God is with us. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you, God, that you're here this morning, Lord. I thank you, Lord, as soon as we walked in, you're already here to encourage us, to speak to us, to challenge us, to stir us up. And God, on this whole word on preparation, on being prepared for the changes that we will face or that we're going through, Lord, I thank you, God, that your word is rock solid in our lives, Father. Your word leads and guides us and directs every step of the way, Father. We can trust your word in the season of change. God, we thank you, Lord, Father, for the battles that we face, Lord, that you put people around us to help us, to support us, to cheer us on, to champion us, to pray with us, God. But Father, even in our battles, Father, you still call us to go. You still call us to keep moving, to keep moving forward, to take one step at a time. God, I thank you for that encouragement. And Lord, just for the victories that are ours, Lord, by faith, God, we give you all the praise and all the honor. And we glorify your name this morning. Father, let your name be lifted high.
God, as we prepare our lives, Father, for what you have in store for us, for those promises that are yes and amen for us, let it be in Jesus' name we pray. You know, if any part of that message, whether it's around um, preparing for change in your life or whether it's around battles that you face or whether it's around victories, um, if that was you, why don't you, if you can close your eyes, I just want to pray. I just want to pray with you guys. If that's you, why don't you just raise your hand and I just want to finish us off and then I'll hand it back to Pastor Matt. Awesome. Awesome. Father, I just thank you this morning, Lord, for every single person that raised their hands. And God, I know that you're preparing us for greater things, Lord, a greater measure of your love, a greater measure of your power, a greater measure of um, not just success, Lord Father, but just the promises that you have for us personally. And God, I just pray that this word would be alive in our hearts, Lord, tomorrow. It would be, a, Lord, a word for Monday. It would be a word for every day of this week that we'd hear you speak, that we'd trust you. And God, I just pray that as we prepare, Lord Father, in these areas, God, you're going to come in like a flood in ways that we've never seen you move, in ways that we've never experienced. God, we feel a strength. We feel a grace. We feel... God, just a closeness in our walk with you, Father, hearing your voice. And God, I just pray that let faith arise in our hearts. God, we praise you. We thank you for all of those victories in our lives, God. Even this week, we will see you move. In Jesus' name, we pray.